everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Infinite Snap. I'm your host, uh, Richie, also known as Shadow DTV in the uh, online space. And uh, we've actually got a special guest here with us today. Unfortunately, Tom was unavailable to do the podcast today, but he should be back next week. Uh, we've got a good friend of mine and a, a v- the self-proclaimed greatest TCG player. Uh, his name is Justin, so he'll be joining us for today. How are you doing, Justin? Yeah, good, thanks. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Good, good. Um, yes, self-proclaimed TCG player. We'll get into that discussion later. Um, what's been happening? What have you been doing this week? A uh, bunch of work, to be honest. Yeah, that's, that's and, like... Uh, bit of Marvel Snap here yeah, and there. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, I know you've been playing it a lot more recently. Uh, did you uh, hit uh, did you hit any milestones in Marvel Snap lately? I did hit Infinite recently. Yes, very good. Um, I hit that a couple of days ago, which was good. I also finished um, the Season Pass today. Oh, cool. So you hit 50? Um, which is cool. Yeah, hit 50. Yep, hit 50, so got nice. That cool, um, got the cool Daredevil Avatar. Oh yeah, that's that's right. It's it's kind of weird because you think of fifty as like, oh, this is a big milestone, and then it's like, oh, here I have um, have a have a actually skin. the variant, the variant, yeah, variant. Yeah. Like I I don't know. I feel like other games usually it's like, oh, I guess actually no, that is like other games. You get like the cool variant at the end. Yeah, just cosmetics, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I think I finished mine. Yeah, I think I'm at like fifty two or three. So yeah, pretty similar. Just finished it. Yeah. Um, guys, uh, apologies. I did say we were going to be live streaming on Twitch this week, but cause Tom was unavailable, I didn't want to, I didn't really want to do it without Tom for the first episode, uh, live. So we'll, uh, definitely try and do it live next week. Um, guys, we did, I uh, mentioned last week that we have opened a Patreon for people that want to like financially support the stream. I did forget to mention that the podcast, I say stream podcast, the podcast will always be free. Uh, when, like, we have no plans to ever <laughs> charge for you to listen to us. Um, that'd be really weird for a podcast, in my opinion. Um, you, I guess, you know, you want as many people to listen to it as possible. So it will always be free. Um, but yes, if you do want to, uh, you know, throw a bit of money our way um, just to help with giveaways and, you know, like paying guests and things like that. Um, there's like, there's a dollar tier. So, you know, a dollar an episode. So, you know, nothing crazy. You know, we're not out here like, yeah, give us like 500 bucks a week. Um, so yeah, nothing crazy, but again, don't feel that you have to, um, it's just for those people that want to, and the link for that will be, uh, in the show notes. Um, check out YouTube. Uh, we've got a bunch of YouTube videos on, uh, my YouTube channel at Shadow DTV, and we have every episode of the podcast. So go on there if you want to, uh, you know, watch us in video form, uh, otherwise listen. I prefer to listen to audio podcasts. It'd be easier when I'm doing stuff, working, things like that. Do you listen to podcasts much, Justin, at work? I do not listen to podcasts while I'm working. Yep. Um, your podcast, actually, I've been watching it on YouTube and I've been loving watching you guys yep. while you talk. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. That's very good to hear. Thanks for that. Um, yeah, I feel like I've always been like a, just a like audio sort of guy, just listen to things. But yeah, I've got a lot of feedback that people do like to like watch podcasts, which is really cool. I know most yeah. podcast shows do it that way. And I've always been like, oh, I don't know, it seems weird. Like, you know, it's an audio podcast. But I guess when you can see things see reactions, you know, you can see the screen if we're looking at cards, things like that. I guess it does help a lot. Yeah, if I'm if I'm listening and doing something else, then I'm not paying attention to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, guys, I've, uh, we've also launched an official Twitter for the podcast. Um, so, we were just tweeting from our own Twitters. Um, but uh, we've now got the uh, – it's at Infinite Snap. I need to put it down in the uh, – I need to put it on the screen. We're at Infinite Snap Pod. Unfortunately, Infinite Snap was taken, funnily enough. 
Um, so yeah, Infinite Snap Pod um, on Twitter, and we'll be tweeting, you know, all, all the show stuff um, on there. So go and follow that. Um, and guys, if you want to uh, share the podcast with a friend, you know, if you're listening and you're enjoying the content, you think you know someone who would enjoy it, uh, you know, send them a link or just let them know about it. All right, let's get into first topic I had for today. Uh, last week, we went through some like sort of meta stuff and the decks we were playing. I thought we'd go through the locations that were featured again this week, um, like we did last week. So first one we had after the podcast was the Gamma Lab location, which was a brand new location. Um, uh, it was really interesting. It was really strange, but I think it was actually really fun for deck building. Uh, what was your thoughts on awesome it? Location. Awesome location, Gamma Lab. Um, I love the most about it is you chuck maybe one or two small minions there. They get changed into Hulk, and then it's just a turn six Shang-Chi, and <laughs> you just win. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just Shang-Chiing every game? Yep, they they overcommit. They put, they try and get three or four guys on the on that location, and then you just shang chi and you win it. <laughs> That's so good. That's funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think I I played it a bit, and I kind of like I didn't really build a deck around it. I saw like a lot of decks that were kind of targeted at like abusing Gamma Lab. Um. I didn't really go crazy with like deck building. I just kept playing what I was playing. So like, yeah, nothing too yeah. crazy. Um. But yeah, it was a very interesting location. Um. I think I actually don't think I really seen it since they featured it. Um, I'm assuming. Uh, me neither. Yeah, I'm assuming it went into the regular pool, unless it was just like a special thing. I'm actually, I'm actually not entirely sure. I haven't read any patch notes or anything like that. It, it should have gone into the pool. Yeah. Um, but, but what I did, what what I did notice about it is, um, I did actually try and build a deck. Yep. Um, for that specific location, um, I put loads of things in there. Um, and one thing that I found is, is it Mister Sinister? Mi- Mi- yeah, Mister Sinister. Yeah. It duplicates himself. The clone stayed at um, two power when he transformed into Hulk. <laughs> Do you know what's that's so funny? Because it I, just sucked big time. That was like the only card that I thought was like I'm like oh that was the first card that came to mind to like just abuse it like abuse that yeah. ability. That had to be a glitch. There's no way that was intended. That had to be a bug. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely a bug. Um, that's funny. I feel like this was probably one of the mo- one of the more buggy locations that they've featured. Like definitely, it, I just saw all over Twitter, Reddit, that there's just all these issues, uh, which is kind of funny. Um, but you know that they'll get that resolved. It's, I think I feel like while the game's in beta, these things don't like annoy me as much as they would if it was probably like a different game. I guess like I haven't, yeah, definitely, I haven't like had a bug and gone, oh, I'm never playing this game again. It's stuffed. Um, I I used to having the like all the cards going blank bug. It's never really happened to me. The oh, only one that continues to be bugged is Colossus. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I've seen I've seen um screenshots where every single card on board and in hand are blacked out. But no, that hasn't happened to me. That's so lucky. I kid you not. I reckon yeah. it happens to me like every like once every like like seven eight games at least. It's super annoying. Yeah, I reckon it's like 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 ten percent of my games end up like that sometimes. Um. Yeah. Um, one more thing I was going to say about Gamma Lab is I think we were talking about it with um, cards like Angela, um, whether they intended it to or not, but Angela will get a buff from another card being played at that location, get the plus two, then transforms into the Hulk um, and still maintains that, that two plus buff. <laughs> um, I, I kind of think that that is... That's how it's meant to work, but yeah, not sure. I think we had we had like a big like argument. Like there was a bunch of us in a group chat where we were just all arguing on how it's supposed to work. I think my consensus was that it should turn into an eleven power Hulk. That was my mm. consensus because it's like it's not you know you add Hulk's power or something like that. It's like you turn into Hulk. 
So and, I f- and and I was trying to say that the card already got the buff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's transforming into Hulk, but it also has the two power buff. So I don't know. Yeah, it's actually it's a a bit of a funny one. And I saw a bunch of bugs with Sunspot where he he would turn into Hulk, but he kept on getting power every turn. So like they would like they would end turn and the four the four power let's say it's like four energy left it would go onto the Hulk so it was actually like now that I think about it it was an absolute mess of a location yep. for the few days yep. that it was available um so yeah that was quite funny hopefully all that gets resolved um and we'll figure out what the actual uh, intention of the location is I'm still going by they just turn into eleven power Hulk um, I guess we'll find out. Sure. And, and the other location that we had this week uh, was Sinister London. So not a new location. Sinister London is the one where when you play a card here, you add a copy to another location. Um, so pretty, like some pretty crazy synergies with this location. I actually did come up. Well, I didn't actually come up with the deck. I had the thought and then didn't bother. And then someone sent us, sent me the, the, basically him playing that deck. And uh, so I ended up using like a Thor Odin sort of deck where you could like copy Thor copy um foster well you didn't have to copy foster but draw all of the the, uh, the hammers yeah the hammers i always yeah. pr- i can't i literally can't pronounce it i always try and say mjolnir mjolnir and then i would play them duplicate those and then odin to finish it and you just like you just don't you can't lose <laughs> awesome i yeah. saw that yeah that was yeah so i ended up playing that a little bit before um sinister london went away well, did you do anything interesting for sinister london um, I've got to say, it's probably one of my favorite locations. Um, you can get some some um, some crazy combos going. Um, I'll talk about what deck I've been using in a bit, but one cool thing that, I, that I've been playing while that's in my deck is Green Goblin. Um, and Ooh. I love Sinister London because not only does it, it, yeah, double Green Goblin, so it puts two negative threes on their side of the board, but it also takes up um, one one spot in their sinister london location which yeah. means they can't duplicate yeah that's actually awesome. that's actually insane i i've always like i understood like yeah it, it duplicates and you put two on their side but you're exactly right it will block uh one of their sinister london uh yeah, slots everyone wants to clone four cards that's four right their own cards yeah yeah so that's actually uh, a very very smart play there um i think it's really cool how the locations kind of can change your thoughts on deck building like i I would think of Green Goblin normally as like, okay, yeah, I just like block a spot and, you know, they get a little, like, I guess a little nerf to their side of the field. But yeah, when you're like blocking such an important slot, that's like actually super, super meta. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, it, it matters. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 really cool. Um, I think other than that, like it, it was a fine location to feature. You get like the crazy combos are fun, but I find myself, I do my crazy combo and I think like there's nothing that beats this. But then I kind of forget that they're duplicating as well. And then like yeah, turn six, yeah. they'll play like Odin, like does all the abilities. Another Odin does all the abilities and I just lose. And I'm like, ah, I should have seen that coming. <laughs> and then also I feel that I overcommit to Sinister London yeah. too early. Yep. And then by turns five and six, I might only have one slot left, which um, which can screw me. Yeah. yeah and then you've got to figure out what you're going to play. Um, Actually, it's yep. funny, funny you say that. The, that Thor deck that I played... Um, the last turn in a game, he played Infernaut. The Infernaut at Sinister London duplicated it and still lost both locations. That's how, like, yeah, like, he's probably thinking, how do I lose this? And then I just, I think my Thor's got to, like, 30-plus on turn six, which was really funny. 
That's crazy, but all, all it needed was a Shang-Chi and um, you're done. True, Shang-Chi and I just lose. Shang-Chi, both yeah. locations, finish. Yeah, you know what? Uh, and we'll actually talk about that later. Um, I had sort of the question of like the best cards in the game to counter, so we'll go through that later. Um, yeah. Now that we're through the locations, before we get on to decks and things that we've been doing, uh, why don't you tell everyone sort of your, uh, I guess everyone kind of knows like mine and Tom's gaming background. What's your like TCG background, I guess? Um, TCG background, so... Uh, you and I probably got into playing Arkham. That's not really a trading but card yeah. game, but that's how that's how I got into kind of uh, a game that's not a video game. I guess that's kind of more like a kind of like a card slash board game. Um, the first trading card game that I probably played was Pokemon back in the day when I was younger. Yeah. Um, and you got me back into that recently. Probably what the past six six oh. to eight months or yeah, it's probably been like, like it's that. probably almost been a year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been playing that a lot and, you know, a bit of, I don't know, uh, Magic the Gathering Commander we've played. Yep. Um, also played a bit of Keyforge when oh, that was not dead. What a game. <laughs> Such a good game. Still um, love it. It's like like the, a company bought it, so we're, we're all here hoping that that game comes back. Yeah. But um, um, reason why I claim that I'm the best TCG player is because of Pokemon. Yeah, so best, best Pokemon player going around played in uh, <laughs> Melbourne Regionals, which was awesome. Made yep. top 100. <laughs> top 100. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, out of out of 300 people. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's a top something. Um, yep. I think we just we yeah the the joke the joke kind of came around where just everyone always loses to Justin at trading card games, be it by. Because of skill or possibly because of RNG, uh, we'll never know. <laughs> or pay to win. Yeah pay, yeah, pay to win maybe. Maybe just always playing tier zero decks. But nah, um, yep. that's always been our running joke. Um, For anyone who's wondering, when we say Arkham, we're talking about the Arkham uh, uh, Arkham Horror, Arkham the, card, Horror. the card game. So there is a board game. Yep. The card game is like a uh, co-op sort of like story mode game. Uh, it's actually quite fun. Um, we, we haven't really played that in a while. We've been just smashing trading card games, Marvel. Mm. Um, but yeah, so we, we should do that sometime. Um, and also you played, I believe you played, uh, Battlegrounds for a fair bit. Yeah, I uh, played Battlegrounds. Yep. Um, I got addicted to that. I yeah. played that for a while until it basically became broken. Yep. Um, and actually another big mobile game that I play is Clash Royale. Ooh, um, yes. And I, I kind of compare a lot of things in Marvel Snap to Clash Royale. It's um it's similar how you have to build a deck um with I can't remember what it is maybe uh, eight cards in Clash. I can't really remember. I haven't yeah. played for a while. Yeah. Um, but it's um that was a really awesome game. I played that for maybe three four years. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So, so Marvel Snap's uh kind of taken over a little bit now. Um, it's taken over big time. Hopefully, get at least three, four years enjoyment out of it. Uh, where we'll we'll find out in the future. Um, so yep. back to Marvel Snap. What deck have you been playing recently? So the first the first season, you know, my first I don't know month into the game, I was playing kind of on reveal decks with Odin. I guess I didn't have didn't have many cards. Um, then when I probably got past pool two. Um, which is this season, I played Discard. I was playing Discard deck, um, Apocalypse, Lady Sif, um, that kind of thing. But recently, I got into a Magneto deck. Ooh, ooh. So, I, I do not have Magneto, so uh, let's, let's, uh, let's hear this deck. What, what sort of, what's its kind of goal, I guess? It's kind of, it's control. So I've got Nightcrawler, which I reckon's a must in 
almost any deck, very versatile. Yep. Um, I've got Yondu. Um, the purpose for Yondu, I think, is... Just get rid of you don't play him sh- Yeah, you don't play him straight away. You okay. wait a little bit um, so, because it gets rid of the top card of your opponent's deck. So Chavez will most likely be top card of your opponent's deck. I don't know, later on in the game. Yes, yep. Um, so you want to kind of play him later. Um, Smart. Daredevil in the deck, uh, he's kind of crucial to plays that you could do with some of the other some of the other characters. Yep. Um, I've got armor in there. Armor, I think, is mainly just for destroy decks. Um, yep. If you can, if you can stop, uh, you know, Nova from being destroyed, it's huge. Yeah. Um, I've got Green Goblin, which is awesome. Um, I've got Storm in there. I've got Jubilee, Shang Chi, Enchantress, Hobgoblin, Chavez, and Magneto. Okay, so you're kind of, I guess, reacting to what your opponent does. Yeah. And then, and then the big finish, I guess. So, what 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 cost is Magneto? Magneto's six cost. Yeah. So your final. Power. Yeah. So he's your final player, and he drags three and four cost cards to that location from your opponent. Correct. Yep. So kind of like my my usual game is, you know, turns one, kind of Nightcrawler, two, Daredevil, setting up for later on. Uh, three, I usually go for Storm. Um, reason being there is because on turn four, they'll commit like a three or four cost to that lane, which I can then Magneto out of there, um, winning that yeah. Storm lane because they can't play on it later on. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, Jubilee can sometimes go into the Storm lane. Um, yep. Shang-Chi just for something big if I can see a Chavez or an Apocalypse or Infinite coming um, Enchantress stops the Devil Dinos um, the Iron Mans and Hobgoblin specifically for Daredevil so Daredevil okay, yep. I see what they're going to do then I just react with Hobgoblin um, and then the last turn's either Chavez or the Magneto. Yeah, that's actually really cool. I like the um the Hobgoblin play as well, just to like you're kind of just stopping them from doing anything useful. And then yeah. even when they do think they're gonna win locations, you just like like rug pull from out <laughs> out from under them. Yeah. Um you'd be you'd be surprised how often they have um three characters in one lane and they're saving that last spot for something big on turn six, yeah. um, and then I can see exactly what they play on turn five, and yeah. I just block it with a Hobgoblin, and it's yeah. game over. Yeah, and they, they can't play anything in that location. You just win it from there. Yeah, yeah that's so cool. Yeah. Um, I like I like the thought on playing Yondu later in your turn, because I guess once they've drawn through most of their deck, you guarantee to hit, like, Chavez or, like, their stronger, I guess their, their like, I guess, endgame cards. But, yeah, I guess... Chavez yeah. always being drawn on turn six means it's generally going to be you've got more Top chance of, of yeah you've got more chance of hitting it with Yondu uh, later in the game that's really cool. Um, uh, I, I've I've been man it kind of sucks but I've pretty much just been playing discard uh, from as soon as I hit infinite I started experimenting with decks like some destroy decks ongoing decks which I play as well like I'm not just playing discard I'm playing like um, other decks just now that I've hit infinite and just having fun with the game. But I'm just missing so many pull three cards that are, I guess, core to decks. And I think, um, like, me and you and a couple of other friends were going through the cards that we all have. And I kept going, oh, I wish I had that card. Wish I had that card. And then there's cards that I have that they kind of wish they had as well. But then, really, the, I, I, don't, I didn't get any, I guess, like, build around cards. Like, you guys were just naming, like, important cards. And I was just missing every single one of them. And and I've opened, like, this week I opened, like, six, seven collector's caches 
and I got crossbones and I was like, cool, what am I going to do with that? Yeah, can't build a deck around that. No, like I'm missing Magneto and like Mystique and I'm missing Magic. I'm missing just anything I, I, I like that I see a deck list. I'm always missing the core card. Like I can't even build, like I actually have Mr. Negative and I got really excited. I'm like, oh, I could build something with this. I'm missing Lockjaw. I'm missing, um, I think it's Psylocke that lets you play it a turn early with the extra energy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Without that, I love Mister Negative though. I wish I had Mister Negative. Yeah, he's so cool. But without Psylocke yeah. and Lockjaw, he's pretty much like, oh, well, well, even without Lockjaw, he'd be fine. Without Psylocke, I'm always playing him turn four, and so then I get what two turns to play cards. Yeah, which hurts. And I'm not yeah. going to draw. I'm not going to draw them in in time to play them. So yeah, it's actually um, oh, I'm just kind of no, like, and and we'll discuss it, I guess, a bit later, just about how we kind of been discussing this every week, just how slow the progression feels compared to other trading card games. Um, but yeah, I, I, like we'll kind of, I guess we'll just digress away from that one because I could go on for half an hour. Um, what's one card you actually, this leads, ah, terrible segue. This leads, this should have led straight into this one. What card do you wish you had unlocked right now? Uh, right now, I know we were just talking about it, so it's fresh in my mind, but I have come across lots of Mr. Negative locked your decks. Yeah. Um, I think. I think there is potential for a Mr. Negative deck without Lockjaw, but but maybe not vice versa. So I think Mr. Negative um, is yep. the one for me. I think you can play um, you can play Iron Man, you yeah. can play White Tiger, you can play Iron Heart. Yep. So many yeah, low low power, high cost cards. And you just um, so for anyone that doesn't know, Mr. Negative, um, when you play Mr. Negative, he swaps the power and the cost of all cards in your deck. So not in your hand. So you actually have to draw into the cards. That's right, I believe. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Actually, funny thing, I was playing a game. I think what's the location where it puts ten random cards in your deck? Oh yeah, that's um, that's actually the worst. Uh, I, I can think it's probably Weird look World. It up. Or yeah, something. Weird World. You're right. You're right. Um, and I got Mr. Negative, and I had Iron Man and like White Tiger in hand, and what? I thought, oh, this is oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I play Mr. Negative, thinking that it's gonna uh, change the cards in my hand. Um, but no, just in deck. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that sucks. But yeah, yeah. So yep. it's the cards in deck. So you essentially need a few turns to draw them. Um, and then, yeah, so that's the thing, like the, the way, so, so do you have Lockjaw unlocked? I don't have Lockjaw. Nah, so no. I think that's also a pretty like important piece as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, even just like that main card, like Mr. Negative is probably the coolest pool three card I have, but I just, I just can't build anything, I guess, like vi like competitively viable around it. And yep. yeah, so I'm kind of, uh, I'm trying to think what's one card I wish I had unlocked now. Pretty much any decent pool three card is literally my answer. But um, I guess probably just something, yeah, something I can build around like a Magneto or uh, I don't know, yeah. even magic, even just having magic for that, like that. Uh, I, I love the whole, like your opponent plays all their cards on turn six and then you reveal magic and all of a sudden there's a turn seven and they've already committed to like two full locations and things like that. Um, for anyone Magic's that, a cool card. Yeah, anyone that doesn't know Magic, uh, when you play Magic, it turns the location into Limbo, and Limbo is uh, it makes the game have a turn seven, which I think is a cool location, and Magic is a cool card. So I guess that's my one. And then uh, following on from that question, what's one deck you wish you could play right now? You probably already know the answer after that. Yeah, it would be the Mr. Negative Lockjaw deck. It's yeah. so cool. I've come across it uh, multiple times recently, especially. Um, I think probably... Yeah, once after hitting infinite, I think I've um, come across it more often. Um, it's awesome. 
Yeah, that's cool. I think for me, the deck I wish I could play right now, and uh, nothing to do with magic. Let's say uh, I'd want to play a Destroyer deck. Again, another pool three card I'm missing is Destroyer. And I think, like, I pretty much have everything to make a good Destroyer deck except Destroyer. So, I, Destroyer. I, yeah, I, I love the Destroyer deck. I think it's really cool. Um, uh, like, really can just, like, throw your opponent off, I guess, with, like, this big Destroyer play on turn six. I think it's a really cool, like, mechanic and deck. Um, so, yeah, that's probably what I would play right now if I could. Cool. Um, so, uh, I thought uh, we'd do something fun this week, and uh, we've done a little bit of prep. Uh, well, we do prep every week, but we've done a bit of extra prep this week and done a tier list, um, as promised, of pool one cards. It also includes the starter cards. Uh, there's not too many of those. And um, so I've made my tier list, um, and then Justin's also made uh, the same tier list, uh, well, a tier list with the same cards. And I guess we're just going to kind of compare them. We're not going to go super in-depth into every card and every choice, um, but we'll go through that and kind of just see our differing opinions. I consider Justin to be quite knowledgeable uh, in trading card games. Um, he knows he knows what he's talking about most most of the time, let's say. Thank <laughs> but yeah, you. Generally, <laughs> um, I generally, I generally introduce him to the game and then he generally uh, teaches me how to actually play it properly. Um, Peter te- becomes the master. 100%. He teaches me how to get good. Um, so, uh, let's, how about you give me a card from your tier list? Um, and then I will tell you where that card is on my tier list. So we'll maybe, um, all right. yeah, go are for it. Going, go straight I don't in. Know. Are we going through all of them or not? Uh, top, let's, top let's or? go through all of them, but we'll kind of just, we'll explain maybe our S tiers and our yeah. A-, A tiers and like our bottom tier and then kind of the middle, we just know they're just, you know, good cards. We don't yeah, have to go right, through every cool, single one. So, uh, you, you start, you can start top uh, from the top or the bottom, go for it. S-tier, um, actually, um, I might I might actually bring up my tier list so people kind of have something to look at. That's maybe yeah. a good idea. Cool, there we go. All right, you go for I it. Did, I, I did actually see your video, so I know your tier list. Okay, um, cool, cool. <laughs> I, I have a few bone, uh, bones to pick with you Ooh, about it, but um, we'll like go it. through it. Uh, S-tier, yeah, I've got the Chavez. Um, I think she's awesome. Uh, you know, playing other trading card games, deck thinning is... A must. Yep. Um, I think she does really well with that. And then a, a nine power for the final turn is pretty good. Yep. Um, you can't go wrong, really. Can't argue um, with that. Yeah. Also, S tier, I got Angela and Bishop, which also agrees with yours. Um, they're pretty good for a two and three drop. You know, Angela can get, what is it, uh, seven power, nine power? Yeah. They can get to like, I um, think, natural seven. And then if you move cards, it can go higher. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Bishop, the same three drop, can get pretty crazy with the power. Yeah. Um, also, I've got uh, Nightcrawler in there. I think another one, he's just so versatile. I use him in almost every deck. Yep. Um, just moving him around. Uh, locations where you can't play cards, you can just move him there. And if your opponent doesn't have a Nightcrawler, it's, it's just a free location. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I've got Iron Man in there um, in the S tier. I agree with that. He's just, yeah, double power at a location. You can't argue with that. Yeah. Um, I think one that I have in there that you don't have in there is Apocalypse. Apocalypse, um, interesting, yep. Apocalypse. I, I really rate um, this card deck, and I think Apocalypse is just, if you can discard him, I don't know, three or four times, it's he can win a location on his own, yeah. which is which is crazy. Um. That's why I just put him in the S tier. I, I, I think when, he's really cool. I guess when you put it like that, like he can get above 20 
and just win a location on his own. I guess like I can see how you would like put him in S tier. Yeah, I think yeah. I think I have him in A tier just because he he kind of can only really be played if you focus on discarding, which is like kind of super yeah. specific. But yeah, I, I do get that like out of all the cards in S tier, he's probably the one that can get the biggest out of all of them. That's right. He yeah. can just get massive. Um, as far as my tier list goes, that's all the S tiers that Ooh, I had. Interesting. Uh, you were pr- you were pretty generous. <laughs> I was extremely generous. Apparently, I've got an extra what one, two, three, four cards. So um, I have Cosmo in there um, because of his. I have Cosmo in there because he just blocks all ongoing cards. So in my opinion, like if someone's playing a lot of ongoing cards, you you play Cosmo there and you just win that location. Like if they have Ant Man, Dino, uh, and you just can't, and Iron Man, and you just cancel it all, you just you just can't lose that location. And then yeah, that's um that's sorry that's Enchantress. Enchantress, on, yeah. Cosmo blocks on reveal. Correct. Yes. So, co- see, uh, uh, greatest TCG player. No, yeah, sorry. So, Cosmo is... Okay, well, let's go with Enchantress first. Everything I just said. Enchantress will just win you that location, essentially. Yeah. And then, on the flip side, Cosmo blocks on reveal. So, I guess maybe not as powerful as Enchantress, because you need to, I guess, you need to be thinking about in the what they're going to do in future turns. Um, but there's been many times where a Cosmo has been played at a location... I've then played, you know, like for instance, let's say I had Wong at a location. They play Cosmo. I guess you could play Enchantress there as well. Actually, no, Cosmo's better because they'll play Cosmo and then I will play turn five. I play Gambit and I play uh, Lady Sif and I'm like, oh man, this is going to go insane. I'm going to get a huge apocalypse, bunch of swarms, destroy all their cards and Cosmo reveals first and it just blocks my entire turn. So Gambit reveals, does nothing Lady Sif reveals does nothing, and Wong was a complete waste. Can I just say that's where I disagree? Ooh, okay. <laughs> so I reckon I reckon Enchantress I had in tier A, um, the, like the top of tier A. I reckon really good card. Yep. Um, the thing thing with Enchantress is they can set up all game at a yep. location, and then you can just undo all their hard work yep. on turn six with an Enchantress. For right? sure. Um, with Cosmo, I got Cosmo. Where is he? All the way down here. Bottom of bottom of B tier. Bottom of B tier, um, wow. Bottom of B tier. Just because um what what you said about predicting the Wong and the on reveals, that is like best case scenario, right? Of course, but yeah. They can work around a Cosmo. So if you put if, if you put your Cosmo in one lane, they've got two other lanes to get their on reveals so, going. So on that, my so when I say like so they play Wong, Wong turn I play Wong turn four. The only turn I have to play the on reveals is turn five generally. Yeah. So they just completely block the on reveals. And so now my turn six, I don't have a swarm to play. I have an eight power apocalypse. I don't destroy any of their cards and I pretty much retreat is what I'm saying. Like it's they're doing it. Yeah, yeah. So they know that I'm going to play the cards there because I played Wong there. So like it kind of yeah. takes the guessing out. But I guess in other circumstances with other decks, you you would have to guess where they're going to play the cards. Yeah. You would have to get. I, I just feel like Cosmo. You have to get right yep. on the turn that they're playing there on reveals. Yes. Otherwise, it can be worked around. Yeah. Whereas Enchantress, I reckon Enchantress is a much better card. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah. When you put it that way, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I I guess I didn't actually put my S tier like in order, but yeah, you're definitely right. I guess Cosmo maybe drops down to an A in that. Oh, I guess for you a B, but in my regards, I guess that makes a ton of sense that. 
out of those two cards, Enchantress is probably the stronger card. Yeah. Yeah, cool. That's that's a very good insight there. Then I have uh, Odin. I had Odin in here pretty much just because if you're playing any on-reveal cards, Odin can just make it go stupid, like full dumb. Um, like Yeah, so Odin and Onslaught. I agree. They're eight tier. Yep. They just yeah, they go nuts with the on reveals or the or the ongoings. Yes. So so what? So putting them in eight tier. What's your reason for putting them in eight tier over S tier? Is it because you can't use them in every deck? I guess. Yeah. So S tier, I had. Obviously, you heard my S tiers. The only one that I had in there that can't be used in every deck is Apocalypse, yep. and I just rate Apocalypse as a really good card. Yep, for sure. Um, the other the others, I think they can uh, they can actually be used in any any deck. Yeah. Um, Odin and Onslaught are really good, but um, yeah, they're, they're, they're better in, obviously, on reveal or, or ongoing decks. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. Uh, cool, so yeah. that's our both our S tiers. Let's go through your you A. Also, yep. Um, Electra there. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, sorry. I do have Electra there. You are correct. Um, I think the reason I put Electra there is, and it's probably more an early, early sort of thing when you're starting the game where, actually, you know, not even. I think Electra is a good card later in the game, not playing it turn one, but playing it maybe turn three, four or five when they play a powerful one cost card. And like, like I think of, um, I think of things like sunspot, um, things like that, where they can get quite big in specific decks decks, and they can kind of try and use that card to just win a location. And then just a timely Electra can just pretty much like stop that location um, it's probably like thinking about it now, it's probably an A. It's probably an A. Um, yeah, I had Electra in A. She's, yeah. She's pretty good. Yeah. I think, I think she's, I think you can kind of just splash her in any deck, um, especially early on in the game. So I think that's probably why I yeah. have her in S tier, but yeah, maybe as you progress along through the game, she probably isn't as important. So yeah, that's, um, that's definitely, that definitely makes sense. Uh, let's go through your A tier as well. Yep, so AT I had Enchantress, we've already spoken about her. Yep. Um, I have Devil Dino there, Devil Dinosaur. Um, I reckon he's an awesome card. Um, I used him a lot when I first started. Um, I have Armor there. Um, I have Electra. Yep. I have Heimdall, which you've also got. Um, just trying to see ones that we agree on. I've got Moon Girl there. Yep. I've got Odin and Onslaught up there. I've yep. got Scarlet Witch in the A tier. Yep. Um, Wolfsbane. And I've also put Yondu in there. Yep. I think Yondu is an awesome card. Like I said before, I use him in the deck that I'm currently using um, just to get rid of the Chavez, hopefully. I think um, I think after you explained your use of Yondu, it definitely makes uh, sense that you would put it in A tier. It is actually quite a powerful card the way you described the use of it. Yeah. I've also got um, I've got a couple of spare cards in there as well. I've got Carnage in A tier. Okay, yeah. Um, I think Carnage is an awesome card. I used I did go through a, a Nova Carnage deck. Um, even though we didn't see the the full power of Nova Carnage because um, apparently it was really crazy when Nova added plus two power when it got destroyed to all cards on board. Yeah, so it's funny we had this conversation last week about. Because in Australia we didn't get the beta from the start, we actually didn't see the cards that the way they were before their nerfs. Um, Nova giving plus two is actually like it's kind of mind-boggling thinking about it it's in insane. hindsight. Yeah. Um, I also had Lady Sif in A. Yep. Um, I know that 
Yeah, all, I think all my other discard cards are probably in a lower tier, but Lady Sif is just because it's a controlled discard. She's always discarding that yeah. apocalypse. Yeah, um, I, I think th- that's really important. I think on Carnage, I think I put Carnage in B because he is, he, like, yes, he does have a powerful ability and synergy, but he's kind of very focused in what he does. You can't really just throw him in any deck. You kind of yeah, have to play true. him. And I think, yes, he can, like, do synergy, but as a card himself, he really only gets to, like, six power, like, without, like, other synergies. Yeah. 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 That and, is true. And then Lady Sif, um, I think I put her in the upper part of B tier because of, like you said, she can just discard Apocalypse and make, like, your board ridiculous. I think just she's kind of weak in that you're kind of telling your opponent that you're going to have this big Apocalypse. So when they know that, they have that prior knowledge, they can just go, as soon as the Apocalypse hits 24 and they're losing, they just hit Retreat straight away. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, I think one other card that I had in there is Korg. Um, I'm not 100% sure why I put Korg in A. Um, I mean, if you're playing that first turn, it can hurt your opponent, but maybe not A. Maybe he's a... He's probably a B tier, to be honest. Yep, fair. I got him down in C. Um, uh, you did you did put this together pretty quickly. Um, yeah. But uh, you, you've done a very good job. Um, I'm just thinking, so do you have Kazar in there? No, so Kazar I've got in B tier. Okay, yep. Interesting. You got um, Claw? Claw in B tier as oh, so, well. Sorry, I know you, you, you really like Claw. I actually really like Claw. I'll explain why. Uh, Kazar, did you have anything to say about Kazar? Uh, Kazar Kazar's pretty good, um, but... I haven't really come across many zoo decks recently, so yeah. everyone's tr- everyone's kind of trying to go yeah tall instead of wide. I guess not a lot of one drops going because of uh, Killmonger. Yeah, um, yep. you run Killmonger in your deck, you just destroy all one drops. So Kazar's kind of useless. So yeah. I think everyone's kind of maybe skeptical on using him. I think that's a fair reason to put Kazar in B. I think I think yeah. I put Kazar in A as he's just because his ongoing ability is just all your one cost get plus one. I think of it as like a massive buff to your board. But I guess, yeah, in thinking that Killmonger is an easy counter, it definitely makes sense putting that in B. Now, Claw, mm. the reason I have Claw in A, I, I think Claw is just really good for... So, for instance, you were saying with um, uh, Nightcrawler being super good because you can get a you can move Nightcrawler to a location that cards can't be played. In that same um, vein, Claw can give that location plus five power, I guess, if it's the middle or the right location. So um, them playing, you know, Nightcrawler turn, you know, moving Nightcrawler turn five or six, me dropping a claw on turn five or turn six can just make them lose that location. Yeah, I do uh, get that. And, um, and also, I guess, synergies with like Devil Dinosaur. If I play Devil Dinosaur on the right location, I can still get a four power in the middle, but also buff Devil. Like I can buff that location that, um, or even like say I have four four cards there. My opponent goes, well, I can just win that location. Claw can give that plus five to get you over the line as well. It is a good card. Um, I just think that if you're if you're if you want to win the location that you're playing claw on yeah. as well as the location to the right, five cost for the full power in the location you're playing him yep. is is not great. Uh, yeah, I guess you've got to kind of think of him as like a nine power for five cost. Yeah. Because you're getting, I know you're splitting it, but I think of like, if you play an Onslaught on turn six, your location to the right is getting 10 plus your four. So I guess, yeah, you're probably right. You probably already need to be winning that left or middle location that you play Claw at. 
Um, yeah, but I see the I see the argument. He, it's a good card. Yeah, so yeah, that's my reason for putting it in A, but I can understand putting it in B. Um, so Moon Girl, did we have Moon Girl? We had Moon Girl in A. Yeah, yeah. Professor X. Um, Professor X. Where is Professor X? I have him in I have him in B tier. Um, but yep. I, I think to to be honest, with um with Daredevil especially being introduced, I think Professor X is should definitely be bumped up to an A tier like you've got. Yeah, I think with Daredevil, it just made him more viable in that you don't have to guess where to play him on turn five. You kind of just have that 100%. knowledge, and you can yeah. just uh, some some games you can just win a location on turn five. Um, I think that's why he's probably stronger now than he was before Daredevil. Yeah, uh, yeah, spec- I agree. It spec- was a ge- kind of a guessing game before. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Spectrum. Uh, Spectrum, I've got in B tier. I just, uh, I really, as you can probably tell, I don't really use ongoing decks all that much. Yeah. Um, I think you've rated, yeah, Claw, Spectrum, I actually, and a couple others I a actually bit higher don't, than I have. Yeah, I don't mind ongoing decks, and Spectrum seems kind of lackluster at first, but when your entire board is ongoing cards, um, playing Spectrum turn six is actually can be really dumb because you're getting, essentially, if you've got four cards at a location, you're getting plus eight. Yeah. So if you fill up two locations even, or like... You fill up one location and you have a spot empty in another location. Play Spectrum. You're getting what plus eight, plus six, uh, plus and the four on Spectrum. It's kind of dumb. <laughs> it is really good, but it is very specialized. You do have to have a lot of ongoing cards to, I guess, make use of her. Yeah, uh, Scarlet Witch. Um, we both had Scarlet Witch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think um, you you, you kind of showed me how important Scarlet Witch was. Yeah, I didn't really rate her. I didn't like putting her in the deck. Felt like a waste of space, but she is pretty good. She can win your game. Yeah, people. A lot of people I hear say Scarlet Witch. Oh, I play Scarlet Witch and I lost. It's like you're not playing Scarlet Witch if you're if you're happy with the location. You're playing Scarlet Witch yeah. as a way to, I guess, win a location that you otherwise would have lost. Yeah. Correct. So yeah, Scarlet Witch actually super important card, guys. Um. I, I rate it very highly. Spider Woman. Spider Woman, I didn't have um, in my A tier. I had her in B tier. Yep. I did, I was using her for a little bit in one of my decks, but I just feel like four four is really not great, and at best she's a four eight on a full location. Yeah. Because um, she's taking one away from each each opposing character. Yeah, that, um, she's okay. That definitely makes sense. I think her best use is at a location with Iron Man. So giving those negative ones can make Iron Man's power drop significantly. Uh, so, yeah. Sorry, the buff that Iron Man's giving significantly. And I guess if they've already got a location with four cards um, and you need, you know, you play Spider-Woman to get those negative ones. Um, yeah, I guess I can see the argument for putting in BT. I just find playing Spider-Woman on an Iron Man is actually like kind of crazy. Um, and then, of course, there's other uses for Spider-Woman. Um, she does, you know, it's a pretty decent ability. White Queen? White Queen I had. I also had in A. Yeah. Uh, sorry, in, in in B I had her. Yes. I think, yeah, I put her in B. Yep. Um, definitely a good card. I mean, a 4-6, can't complain with that. And draws a, what's her ability? Draws so a she card. draws the copy of the highest cost card in your opponent's hand. Yeah, I can see that being A tier. It's pretty good. Yeah, so, like, I, I find, like, if I see them discarding cards, they get their Apocalypse to, like, 18... You play White Queen, and now you've got an 18. Apocalypse. Yeah, it is awesome. And so all of a sudden, they've kind of just foiled their own, I guess, strategy, because now you're playing a card as strong as theirs. Um, uh, and then White Tiger? White Tiger, nah. <laughs> White Tiger's White Tiger's okay. I think White... Te- uh, what, what, what do you have it as? 
Uh, like lower B tier. Yep. Um, she's all right. Like in an Odin deck, I guess you would use her. She's all right. I think she's just got a soft spot in my heart from uh, from um, yeah, the Odin, the Odin White Tiger deck from the uh, early days of Marvel Snap. I think it's just yeah. A, like yeah, you think a five one cost is just terrible, but uh, an important thing White Tiger can do is it can also get a card into a location where cards can't be played. So I guess another counter to Nightcrawler as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely like it's underwhelming compared to I guess other five cost cards. So we'll maybe bump White Tiger down to a B. Um, and then Wolfsbane we both had, yes. Wolfsbane we both had. Yeah, yeah, Wolfsbane's just like play the card at the as the last card. You get like a seven power for what three cost or not? What is it? Two, four, six. Yeah. Three cost for yeah. Yeah, so like just a, seven power, pretty good. Pretty pretty good. Um, cool. And then I guess our B tier is just uh, a bunch, like all of these cards are okay. They have good abilities, but they're not game breaking. They're not like, you're not like just winning a game off the back of one of these cards. Um, I guess like multiple men, I guess with synergies, you can like do really well, but I think as yeah. a, like a card and ability, they're not like impacting your, in like your entire board, I guess, or like, yeah, they're kind of. Kind of more probably support cards, yeah. cards that yeah belong in decks that have other win conditions that are not these cards for sure. Like I think of multiple men as an example. Without something like Heimdall and other move cards like Doctor Strange, it's kind of a terrible card. Like it needs those yeah. cards to uh, I guess w- like win games. So they're part of the win condition, but they're not the like the card that gives you that win condition for sure. Um, and I think uh, yeah, so we probably have fairly similar lists. Um, was there anything? In, was there anything in mind that stood out to you as like completely wrong in B? Yeah, definitely. All right. <laughs> um, two cards that I think are absolute trash that you've got in B. Okay. Uh, the first one is Morph. Um, I put Morph, Morph? down okay, in yep. my in my lowest, or actually my second lowest in D tier. I just think like I don't see the point in Morph. I think why would you want to play? Uh, something from your opponent's hand that you have no control over when you can yep. just play your own card. Yep, for sure. What's the what's the on reveal of morph? Uh, sorry, what's the power or the cost of morph? I'm just trying to think. Three. It's three. Yeah. So my theory yeah. is you can be playing a three power morph and end up with a eighteen power apocalypse on turn three. You can also play a three power morph and get a, <laughs> a I don't know a one two quicksilver. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So, uh, yeah, I think I think you're playing similar to like because you're not playing morph till turn three, turn four. You can you mm. can pull something good, and I think the way that the game is made, if I get a bad morph play, I can just retreat, and so I don't get punished That's for true. it. Uh, but there will be games where I just end up with an eighteen apocalypse on turn three. And then still play my four, five, and six cost cards. So I can definitely see your argument against it. Um, I put it in B tier because yes, it can do some crazy things, but like you said, it's not consistent. So I don't think it's a yeah, trap. I, I, I just can never see myself playing, playing it. it. I would yeah, rather for sure. another three drop. Yeah. Yeah, no, hundred percent. That makes sense. Um, I think that's probably my reason for um, yeah, that's probably my reason for not putting it in like bit like C or D tier. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. And what's your other card that's absolutely uh, garbage? The card that I put last, last on D list, if there was an E tier, I would have put it in E tier, oh. is The Watcher. The Watcher, interesting. I think I think The Watcher is horrible. Like <laughs> it's an it's an okay uh it's an okay card effect. You get to see the unknown locations, which is fine. Uh but two things. The first one is that 
he doesn't start in your hand. Like if he started in your hand every game, he's kind of viable, but okay. like he doesn't. So he's just a dead draw after the first three turns. You you um, actually make a good point now. Now that I think about, you don't always start with him. Yep. Yeah, and and the second point is that, like you were saying before with morph, you know, if you get, I don't know, if you get something bad with morph, you can just retreat. And same thing with. Uh, locations. So if you play a card somewhere and it, and it just doesn't benefit you, you just retreat and you lose one lose one cube. Um, I'm not I'm not free. Uh, you know, wasting a space in my deck for something that's going to show me a location when I can just retreat for one cube if I don't like it. Yeah, that that makes sense. I guess when you put it that way, that definitely makes sense. I think the reason I find I think the watch is okay. It's really the ability. If you start with the watch in hand, which I mean, having four cards to start, you're getting, you're starting with it, what, one-third of the time at least? Yeah. So you're starting with it one-third of games, and you, like you say if you can see a location where cards can't be played here, you can spend turn one or turn two, even like turn one, turn two, even turn three playing. Well, when's the third unlock on turn three? So turn on one turn and turn three, two, yeah. you can play the cards there full knowing that you're as long as your opponent doesn't you probably just win that location i guess in how you've put it if you're drawing this if you're starting one out of three games with this and that location's coming up one in 10 games yeah you're probably right it's probably you're probably not actually using the ability that much for your advantage and like i think it's worth it yeah and like you said you can just uh, retreat for that one cube same reason you'd retreat if someone gets a like high roll morph um, yeah. Okay, so let's say maybe I drop Watcher to a C. I'm not putting him in D tier because uh, what's your <laughs> D tier looking like? So we've got the infinite snap logo there, but I can probably uh, zoom in a bit at this terrible... My, my D tier is it's made up of like just all the vanilla cards. So you got Shocker, yeah. Cyclops, yep. Abomination, Misty Knight, yep. The Thing. Yep. Uh, I, put, I put Hulk in C tier. Yep, same. Um, just because... I don't know. A six eleven, like it's not bad. It's not. Um D tier's also got Quicksilver and Domino. Yeah. I don't think I think they're trash. Yep. Um it's also got like we spoke about Morph and the Watcher. Yeah. I think they're they're right down there. Uh and it's also got Hawkeye. I don't think Hawkeye's a good card. Nope. Um and Medusa. Yeah. Um Medusa's just very average. I, I think these cards, all these cards we're saying, Star-Lord, Rocket Raccoon, Groot, that all have the same ability, just at different powers and costs. I think they're yeah. really sort of show, like there to introduce people to the game. We get all these cards at the start, and it's kind of, I guess, not to overwhelm you with abilities to start the game. Like playing with Hawkeye, Star-Lord, Medusa early on, it was very easy for me to grasp the concepts and the abilities. And I, I really think that's all they're there for. I don't think you're putting these in any competitive decks. Um, like you said, I put Abomination in C, I think just because five costs eight power, but that's that's just not yeah. great. Um, I did get um I did get Patriot recently though. Oh, which is damn it. <laughs> something I don't know. Yeah, so I, I'm kind of keen on yeah trying a deck with all these vanilla cards and putting Patriot in there and I don't know Blue Marvel or yeah, something I, along those lines. Yeah. I think that like that totally works as a deck. I think it's completely viable. Um. And and it is. I guess it's cool that there's a card later on that can make all these cards viable again, um, mm. not just from the first, you know, twenty levels. You can actually play these later on, which is kind of cool. I guess it makes these cards not obsolete, even though we're putting them in D tier now. They're um not completely obsolete in the future. 
Cool. Well, I guess that wraps it up for our tier list. I think that was a pretty good insight into our thoughts. I Obviously, we weren't going to go through every card, but we got through most of the important ones, which is cool. Um, cool. Uh, so, um, a very interesting... Uh, this, is a good, this is a good personal question for you. What's your favorite card from the list and why off this pool one list? Um, oh. I would have to go with... Nightcrawler or Chavez, um, they're that, just so versatile. Like I said, I, I, I can put them in any deck. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably what I'd have to go with. Yep, that's cool. And I think for me, oh, my favorite card out of the tier list, I'm going to go with, I'm looking up because that's where I've got my tier list. I'm going to go with, uh, like I want to say Apocalypse as well, but that just seems like 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 an easy answer. I'm going to go with uh, Claw. Claw, I'm going to stick oh. with my guns. Claw, you, you do like Claw. Claw can win you. Like, Claw can just win you. Like, like you can just get dumb wins with Claw, and I just laugh sometimes. Um, It, it helps you with those. Uh, you know what it really helps with? This is just, like, nothing to do with ranking up. The lo- when you have to win a location with one card, yeah. So you have like a 14 power dino and then you play claw and you've got like 19, an onslaught. You've got like a 25 power with just one card there. And I think that like, it just makes you, it helps you complete that location pretty quickly. Um, I say that. Yeah. Yeah. But now claw, I think claws uh, like a decent card. Uh, cool. And then um, we're talking about like counter cards. So um, like, I think of like Enchantress, Cosmo, do you think like they're like the counters, Shang-Chi even, uh, do you think those are like the like we talk about apocalypse and all that? But do you think these counter cards are the the best cards in the game? Um, do you, Do you think like that? I wouldn't, say, I, I wouldn't say the best cards in the game. Okay, yeah. Um, I think I think Enchantress probably is my favorite counter card. Yep. Um, I just think again she's so versatile. Um, the other ones like. Uh, like Cosmo have yeah specific plays that you you know you have to think of what your opponent's going to do but yeah, sure. Enchantress you can play after the fact of of what your opponent's done yeah um so I think Enchantress, Enchantress is really important yeah um I think she could be up there with one of the best cards yeah cool and uh follow up question uh how many times have you lost to Shang Chi <laughs> Shang Chi many many times many many times. Many times. Oh, that's cool. Um, cool. So we've gone, man. We're we're we've. It's a bit of a long one, but we've just got a few more things that we'll go through. Um, it's fine. It's a podcast. Uh, next season pass. Um, we we're getting close. I think we've got like a week left of the Daredevil, the Heroes for Hire season. Yeah. What theme would you like to see if you could pick a Marvel theme for the next season pass? Is it what I would like to see, or what I think is going to happen? Oh, let's go. What you would like to see, and then what you think it'll be. All right. What I would like to see, um, best character in the MCU ever. Here we go. Deadpool. Deadpool. Love Deadpool. Sick. Love the movies. Would love to see a season pass with Deadpool. Um, he's got some characters that can have some art variants like yep. Deadpool. Col- Colossus is from Deadpool. Um, I think Cable is from Deadpool. Yeah. Um, characters they could add, Negasonic, Ajax. Something different. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, I guess yeah, that that that'd be a pretty cool theme. Uh, I, I feel like um, since the Deadpool films, uh, people have been like, like I guess Deadpool, like unless you were like super into like Marvel, people probably didn't know who Deadpool was until like the Ryan Reynolds films. Um, but I don't yeah, think I did. Yeah, I think from like as soon as the Ryan Reynolds films hits, people are like, well, this is a cool character, and started looking into it more, and like, yeah, yeah. Um, which is cool. Like, I mean, people like. 
people can kind of crap on, oh, it's like it's a movie, like blah, 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 blah. blah. But I think it, it, it's kind of like it can introduce you and then you search for more content of those like characters, which I think is cool. Um, I think for me, oh, sorry, and what theme do you think it's actually going to be with well, no prior I knowledge? Guess- I guess Hulk, She-Hulk, like the the series is coming out. I guess they they maybe should have done it for the last season, which, which is, they didn't. Yeah, I, I assume that's probably what they will go with to promote the show. Maybe I it's, don't know. It's interesting because we when when they heard like when we got the hints for the the heroes for hire season pass, my thought went straight to Daredevil as like the MCU lawyer, but everyone went straight to She-Hulk because of the TV show. And I, yeah. I, I, it sucks because I actually didn't, I never voiced that opinion online. So I have no proof that that was my thought process, but I told, I told everyone. And then, um, you did I, not tell me. I de- maybe I didn't tell you. I definitely told Tom, no. we, uh, we can get Tom to confirm that. I definitely told Tom that. And then uh, Tom's just going to say I'm a liar guaranteed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I, I like, I definitely, that's, that's what went to me. And that's probably because I love Daredevil as a character. Um, I feel yep. like for them to do another lawyer just would be weird, but like everyone thought it was She-Hulk. Um, my thought process is, I don't think, I don't think, I think having the Marvel IP, I don't think they have any ties or any like, not want, but I don't think they're going to go out of their way to promote other MCU stuff, any Marvel stuff. Yeah. Fair enough. Like and, if, and spoilers, because I didn't know um, She-Hulk was a lawyer, but fair enough. What do you mean? <laughs> the... I haven't seen the show. Yeah, but the show's called She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Yeah. Oh, you, you you didn't know the tagline, did you? Did not know the tagline. She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, which we're going to talk about in a moment, actually. We've got a short little <laughs> section on that. Um, yeah. Cool. I think for me, theme I'd like to see, I have no idea what theme they're going to do. There's just literally no no information. What theme would I like to see? I was trying to think. What's like, I don't think I really have a favorite Marvel character. Um... I really like Punisher as a villain, but that was pretty much Heroes for Hire. Um, let's go with let's go with a Guardians of the Galaxy theme. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be cool. I mean, the cards kind of suck, though. Actually, yeah, but the cards suck. We don't want to Guardians. The cards do suck. What if they release a card? Hang on, they release a card that just makes all of the Guardians cards good. Just anything that gets a good. anything that gets a plus. I don't know how they even word that, but anything that gets a plus for a card that your opponent played at the location. I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. I, I see where you're going with yeah, that. I know but, what you mean. But you need a keyword in there somewhere to make it work. Yeah. Um. But that's uh cool. That's that's fine. That, that, I guess that's that's my answer for this this season. Um. On on the season pass. Um. The structure of it. There's been like a lot of talk about how it's structured and if it's like you get your money's worth. Um, people complain there's too many there's too many tiers with boosters in them and you get so many boosters that you don't care about because you get so many just for playing. I got cards with like hundreds of boosters that I just I don't even have the credits to upgrade um, <laughs> right now, so it kind of feels bad. Do you like the do you think we get our money's worth currently with the season pass structure? I think if you're you mean if you're you're paying for the season pass for sure, and you get yep. all of the rewards. I, yep. I I think it's it's definitely worth it. Um um, you're getting credits. Yeah, you're getting boosters, but that's just a part of the game. You're yeah. getting some variants, some card backs, some avatars, gold credits. I, I reckon it's pretty. You're definitely getting value um, because if you're trying to buy gold off the shop yeah. with real money and then transferring it into credits, you are. It's pretty expensive. You're not getting your money's worth. Yeah, for sure. Um, at all. 
Yeah. I think you also get you get like you get a guaranteed variant. The de- like we get the Daredevil variant, but you also get like a random variant or two of them. I'm not yeah. exactly sure. So I guess and, and you unlock the new card straight away, which is awesome. Yeah, for sure. I think I think a variant's like 750 gold in the store. So you're kind yeah. of already getting your money worth money's worth just on the variants. Definitely. So I definitely agree. I definitely think it's um oh actually you might get one of those random variants for free even if you don't buy it. Yeah, so like you get like I think you're getting your money's worth no matter what. Um like even even if that variant is free, you're still getting like tons of value rather than just buying gold and like spending it on credits, like you said. Um and then so follow up question on that, do you see yourself not buying a season pass um in the future? Like is there a reason that you wouldn't buy a, a month's like a season pass? Um, I think I honestly don't spend a lot of money on mobile games, season passes. I have to really like the game. Uh, at the moment, I think I will always buy the season pass for Marvel Snap for as long as I'm as long as I'm playing it, as long as I see the value in it. If I'm picking up the game at least, I don't know, once a day, playing a game a day, I'll probably get the season pass. Yeah. Um, if the game really dies out and I'm just not playing anymore, then obviously I won't. But yeah, I can't see myself not getting it at the moment. Yeah, I think I kind of agree with that. I think if you're like, it's kind of like you don't have to buy it, but it's kind of like your your fee for playing the game. Um, I think to to level up at like at an efficient rate, like obviously I think the leveling is still too slow. Um, but like if you don't get the season pass, I feel like you're leveling it like that little bit slower. Like with all the gold that I get, I'm generally just going straight to the store and buying credits. So just getting extra credits that way. Um, yeah. Haven't got big into variants or anything yet. Um, I think just I'm just want to level up, you know. And so yeah, I think at, like for the as long as I play it as well, even if it's like you know a terrible card that I couldn't care less about, I'm probably going to be buying it anyway. And I think most people who um, take the game seriously or play any other trading card games or digital trading card games will understand that fifteen dollars, like fast, it's fifteen Australian dollars a month, is actually kind of cheap for a game. It's nothing. Um, yeah. I think about Hearthstone. I probably like to play that, like to have like a choice of decks that you want to play, you're probably spending at least a hundred dollars Australian dollars plus every three, four months with the new season every four yeah. months. So to me, $15 a month is what that's $60 every four months, uh, six, what's that? $180 a year. That's like extremely cheap for, a, for any trading card game really. Definitely. So I think it's definitely, I'm, I'm, you know, I want to support the developers as well as do you, you know, we want the game to thrive. Um, if no one's paying money, then how are they supposed to pay? How's anyone going to work? How they keep the lights on? You know, yeah, um, I, want, I want the game to last. To be honest, I'm ha- happy to pay that fifteen bucks a month or whatever it is for the game to last. Yeah, for sure. And I think like uh, we're also, I guess, for like the people that are buying stuff, buying variants, you're also trying helping fund those people that don't spend money on the game. You know, you got people. Yeah. We've got younger players. You know, people that you know they they enjoy the game, they enjoy Marvel, but you know, it's not. They don't play it enough that they want to be spending money on it every month. And I think we're also, I guess, kind of like you're helping the player base by spending a little bit of money here and there. And like we said, like if you're like us, we're happy to pay. Like I I, I spend so much money on like physical card games and board games and yep. stuff. Like the $15 feels like like absolutely nothing, you know. I mean, happy if you, do you're subscribing to, you know, a Twitch channel or something, you know, you're paying that anyway every month, you know, a couple of Twitch channels, same thing. So... Um, you know, your Spotify, your Netflix, it's all, you know, your 15 bucks a month. So, uh, yeah, no, I definitely think it's, uh, I, I can see myself buying all of them until I stop playing. Cool. That, that's actually a good point. I'm pretty sure I have 
Netflix and Stan, which is yeah. what like around that mark as well, fifteen bucks a month. I yeah. think. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember the last time I watched something on Stan. <laughs> but so for those uh, that don't live in Australia, Stan is just another streaming service. Uh, we just have yeah. a million of them now. Just another like video streaming service. Um, cool. So hot off the press, um, I've got some uh, interesting uh, news. I don't know if we call it news. It's kind of news. So I'm just bringing Ooh. up, just bringing up my notes. Hot off the press, I read this just before we uh, we recorded. Um, Megan the Stallion. Uh, I'm just going to assume you guys know who that is. If you don't, just just Google it. She is a singer slash rapper. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She has confirmed that she will be appearing in She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Uh, okay. It, there's nothing really else been said about it other than then she confirmed that she will be in it. My question to you is... Will she play a hero, a villain, a regular person, or will she play Megan the Stallion? Will will her will oh, her persona be in the MCU? <laughs> that's a good one. Firstly, don't don't not sure how I feel about her being in the show. Ooh, interesting. Uh, may, maybe it is good for good for the show. To be honest, I mean, people do like Megan the Stallion, so maybe she'll um she'll promote the show a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't have thought of her being in the show as herself. Yep. I would never have thought that, but after you said it, it made sense. Something that she would do, I guess. Well, I so just, I think like you, it's a possibility. Yeah, I think like like there's a lot of movies and stuff where people just play themselves, like like yeah. they they like they need like a famous person, and then all of a sudden, like I think of like a movie I saw, um, Uncut Gems, where like the weekend was just in the film as himself. Because yeah, yeah. it was like the real world, um, and I guess the MCU is kind of like an alternate world, so. I guess it could make sense. Um, so, what what's your final answer on who she will play? I think she's got like, especially rappers and 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 you know pop stars. They have that persona where I don't know. I guess she she may be seen as a little bit I don't know up herself maybe. Um, so I feel like she could definitely play herself. I think that's my answer. Okay, you're saying she's playing I like herself. It. I like that. Yeah. Uh, you heard it here first. Megan the Stallion is up herself. <laughs> no, nah, no, we're jokes, jokes. I, I think I actually think it's a good thing having like I, I like I think of Megan the Stallion. I know she, I've seen I've seen some posts about her doing like a bunch of. She went to I think she was in. Wait, was it Megan the Stallion? It was in Japan. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Um, no, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm pretty sure I saw that she was in Japan, and she was kind of like she went to Super Nintendo World. And um, like just doing That's some like cool. yeah, just like like checking out the gamer scene. I guess I need to confirm that that was actually Megan the Stallion. Maybe I like read a Megan the Stallion ad and then like read another ad about someone. Yeah, no, you're you right. fact check that. Yeah, I was like, I'm sure. Had a great time at Japan's um at uh, Japan's Super Mario World. Super yeah. Mario World. Yeah, I was like sure that I read that. Um, cool. what did I say? Super Nintendo World. Uh, me on my yeah. <laughs> me playing Super Nintendo, just like it, it, like on 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 top of a world. Um, cool. Actually, you're right. Super Nintendo World Amusement Park. Yeah, uh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's not Super Mario yeah, World. Isn't right. that isn't that a video game? <laughs> Super, Super Nintendo Mario, World. Super Mario right. World is I'm, definitely you, a video game. Correct. I am correct. Um, I'm I'm correcting myself. I I corrected myself for being incorrect, even though I was correct. That's uh, say that five times fast. Because, uh, it's because I'm usually right, so you're used to it. Oh yeah, no, that's fair. Now you you know what? I'll, I'll take that. When it comes to <laughs> card games, you usually are. Um, cool. Yeah, I reckon she's gonna play. I reckon she's gonna play a regular human. No, no, no. I take that back. I reckon she's gonna play a hero, and she gets in a pickle, and she needs a lawyer. 
There you go. Boom. Ooh, so interesting. She's, she's so not gonna, I don't think the one, she, the one episode or ongoing? yeah, yeah. No, one episode. Like she'll just be one like, episode. yeah. I don't think it's going to be an ongoing thing. I reckon hero. Um, I, she did say on her Instagram that she wants to like, like she wants to be an actress, producer, director. Like she wants to do all that stuff. Um, so like yeah. who knows? But I think to start off, she's going to do like one one episode of She Hulk. Boom. That's my answer. I can say that. Cool. So we've never really done any like MCU news, but that was just a like little tangent I thought I'd throw in there because I found it quite interesting when I read it. Uh, cool. Now to everyone's favorite game. The only reason people actually listen to the end of the podcast is named by who named this game, Justin? I actually named this game. <laughs> Had a brilliant idea. Yes. Snap who. Gotta love it. Snap who with a question mark. Like guess who? And you know what's the funniest thing ever? And I should have got the photo for the podcast. I... I was like on just online and you just get ads for things. And I had an ad and it had to be because I typed snap who in somewhere. I had an ad for Marvel. Guess who? It is an you actual, did show me that. It is that's, an actual, pretty it's an actual board game and it made me laugh. Um, I, I thought it was really funny. So snap who uh, I've made a, so we've got, I'm on two points. Tom, who's not here today is on five points. He guessed correctly. Um, so normally he would be asking for me, which we will do next week. But this week I'm going to ask you, uh, to pick, I'm going to pick a card and you're going to have to guess it. And I'm going to have a tally of our guests. So I'll have the individual guests, but I guess I'll just combine all our guests answers. Like they could yep. be the third player. Um, so let's, let's get straight into it. I have a card here. I'm going to give yep. you for those who haven't played, you guys can play at home. You can just pause the podcast and you can try and guess as well. I'm going to give you the, the ability of a Marvel snap card. You have to guess the power, the cost, and the name of the card, and you get one point for each, so you can get a maximum of three points. Um, so here we go. The ability, go. the ability is on reveal. Return your other cards at this location to your hand. They cost one less. Ooh. Uh, I know. I know who it is. Okay. I think it's Falcon. I can't tell you to the end. All right. All right. I think it's Falcon. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really come across him that much, so I, I don't think... Actually, maybe I've unlocked him. Um, <laughs> but I really no can't remember. I, I really can't remember what the, um, what the power or cost is. I'm going to say... I'm locking in Falcon. Okay. I'm going to say he's a... He's a... I reckon he's either a three or four power. Okay. Oh, sorry, three or four cost. I mm-hmm. think he's three cost. Okay. And I'm going to say two power. Wow. We, <laughs> that is okay. Interesting. That's final answers. Am I way off? Um, <laughs> That's final answers. Yeah, well, we'll lock it in there. So you got one right, but you were way off. <laughs> Really? This is the card. I've brought up Falcon as well, just so you can see. Let's let's show you Falcon first. Oh, yeah. All right. Let me show Falcon. you Falcon first. Greatest TCG player ever, guys. <laughs> uh, here we go. This is the card that you guessed. Falcon's ability is, on reveal, return your one-cost cards to your hand, which is not the ability that I read out. Yeah, so. Uh, okay. It's you, very similar. So you were thinking of the – so you got – you actually got the power right of the card. Obviously, it's not correct on Falcon. But the card that I chose was Beast. 
So Beast's uh, okay. ability is on reveal, return your other cards at this location to your hand and they cost one less. So I think the fact that I said one cost in the, the sentence, like the end of this it is... Threw, it threw yeah, me off I didn't even choose Beast like with this idea to throw someone into guessing Falcon, but now that I read it out... They are. They have similar wording. Like this is return the cu- your other cards at this location. Falcon is return your one cost cards, which doesn't return everything. And then, but because I said they cost one less, I think it threw you just a little bit. It really threw me off. That's and that's I, great. I've come ac- I think I've come across Falcon a couple of times. Yeah. I've never come across Beast. Yeah. So Beast is a two power, two cost card. So you got the power right. Um. So that is one point. This week, kind of sad. Oh, uh, I, I was kind of, I was like, like when I was picking a card, I'm like, ah, oh, Justin knows, you know, he's been playing a ton of Marvel Snap. He's gonna guess this one, so yeah. I'm gonna pencil you down for one point. Our guest is on one, which would put them at the bottom of the leaderboard. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's funny. Nah, that's uh, yeah. I'm actually, we've kind of, as we've been playing, we've kind of, Tom and I have, um, we haven't had too many. It was only been a few weeks, but we kind of, we got most of it right. I think that was a bit of a curveball there. That was That's a good, good one. Yeah. Although I'm... you said to me, you would do, you wouldn't do a pull three. That's not pull three. Beast isn't pull three, is he? I reckon. Maybe I don't you're right. I think I've unlocked Beast. Oh no! Nah, then that's like super unfair. Oh, you're right. It is a pull three card. Uh, oh, cheats, cheater! Falcon's a pull three card as well. So. <laughs> yeah. <fair. laughs> yes. Uh, I. 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 Uh, did I say that to you? I, might, I think I might have. I feel bad now. Off the record, I reckon. Off the record, off the record. Okay, well, that is, uh, that's that's it for uh, Snap Who for this week. Uh, everybody's favourite game show. Um, guys, that's all we've got for today. A big thanks to Justin for joining us. Um, I hope to have him uh, on a future episode. Um, plenty of knowledge into trading card games as well as Marvel Snap. Teaches me a thing or two pretty much every time we hang out and play games. Um, so thank you for hanging out guys. Thanks for watching or listening to the podcast. Uh, we've got the official infinite snap Twitter now at infinite snap pod. Uh, cause unfortunately infinite snap was taken. Um, I got to get the, I got to get it on the overlays for the stream next week. I'm a bit, a bit lazy today. Justin, is there anything you wanted to say? Any, any social media you wanted to plug? I know you're a pretty private person online. Yeah, no, I don't really, don't really create any content myself, but, um, Thanks for having me. It's been an awesome podcast. Look forward to it every Wednesday. Um, and I'd be happy to come back anytime. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're definitely, definitely going to have you on in the future. Um, guys, if you want to watch the podcast, if you're listening on a podcast app, um, you can watch us in video on YouTube. And Spotify podcast actually allows you to watch video as well, which is really cool. So you can definitely uh, watch the podcast when we're talking about tier lists and things like that. You can visually see what we're talking about. Um Guys, if you have any questions for the podcast, you can ask us on, uh, you can comment on YouTube, you can, you know, DM us, you can tweet at us a question, um, infinite snap, at infinite snap pod, um, go and follow that and we'll definitely answer your questions on the next episode. Um, and guys, if you want, join the Discord, um, I've got the Discord link there, I'll have it in the show notes. Um, definitely join the Discord, we've got some chat uh, chat rooms in there to talk about Marvel Snap and, you know, other things, we've got some off-topic areas if you just want to have a chat with, uh, you know, other community members of the Marvel Snap community. Uh, definitely do that. Guys, thanks so much. I uh, had a ton of fun this episode, and we'll catch you uh, in the next one next week. Hopefully, Tom will be back, um, and we'll definitely have Justin back, which will be really good. Anything to say, Justin? Thank you. Just keep doing what you're doing. Love uh, your work. Appreciate it. That's final words from Justin. So that's us for the uh, episode. Catch you guys. Have a good week. See you guys.